Welcome to the Nittany Blues Podcast. By Penn State fans, for Penn State fans. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Vince. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Nittany Blues podcast. Vince, the Nittany Lions just overcame the fighting Illini and the refs to win their first game of the Big Ten championship tournament. Oh, how how good does that feel? 20 wins for your Penn State Nittany Lions. Andrew, are you getting uh, Cinderella vibes? Yeah, you know, I, I am. I think I'm going to have to go put on my dancing shoes pretty soon. Yeah, and this this was a game I think that Penn State needed. Uh, I really thought that if they did not pull out this victory, um, I thought their chances would have been relatively low to get into the dance. I'd say maybe, you know, maybe a fifty percent chance to get in, depending on you know what happens with other teams. But you know, I, I like to be in control of my destiny, and I think the Nittany Lions did enough to do that. Uh, you know, to get in and. You know, if they're if they're held out of the tournament, you're gonna have you know Dick Vitale on Selection Sunday being like, "Oh, these guys got a raw deal, man," and um, you know <laughs> he'll be going on his rants about like how great Jalen Pickett is and Seth Lundy and Miles Dredd and you know Andrew Funk and all, all the great seniors we have, and you know they they really led the way today along with um you know some of our young guys that which we're gonna talk about, but uh, you know, what, what were your thoughts on, you know, the, the start of the game? What were your thoughts in the beginning of that first half? Cause uh, I know I had some, uh, you know, not so good vibes heading in, you know, into that first half, even though Penn state did have the lead uh, up by one and a half. Yeah, dude. I don't know if I've ever felt more just like pure seething rage through a text message than uh, seeing your breakdown of like the final few moments of the first half. I was just like, holy crap, like he is he is uh, feeling a certain kind of way. But no, I, I couldn't blame you for that. Um, I thought the beginning of the game was pretty promising in certain ways. You know, Penn State getting off to that like eight point uh, margin of or getting out to that eight point lead. Uh, yeah, even through 10. the first half. 10 at one point. Oh, it was. Okay. So, you know, they were, they were playing pretty decently. Um, you know, the three point shooting wasn't that hot at that point, but they were playing some pretty solid defense. But then of course, you know, the ref show started and you have like just these absolute clown calls, uh, going against Penn state. And, um, the one that you pointed out where the guy had his foot in the arc, uh, it was, I think Fox college hoops or whatever the account is called the official account for, for Fox sports. Uh, posted the video of that supposed charge call and asked, you know, the masses, do you agree with this offensive foul call? And almost unanimously, all the responses were, well, his foot was in the arc. So no. (laughs) So, you know, it's just like just crazy, you know, circumstances of calls not going Penn State's way. And apparently they decided to uh, slather the United Center's basketball court with oil or something because yeah. people were like <laughs> slipping like the Super Bowl out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And somebody, even, somebody made that comparison on Twitter and I just like watched two guys like fall right after I read that. And I'm like, Oh dear God. Cause <laughs> it's like, Oh, the, the feelings, the, <laughs> the flashbacks, the, 
the nightmares they're coming back but it was uh you know just just a gutsy performance man like uh down the stretch when illinois got off to a little bit of a lead i was um i was starting to feel a little worried because i'm like man they got to do something now uh to really reverse this and or to just even hang around and they did man and um gotta give huge props to my fellow andrew and andrew funk i mean just talk about ice in his veins cannot miss from downtown led the team with 20 points and knock him some wood there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but he just, uh, he really just was the man on fire, um, down towards the, the end of the stretch and Jalen Pickett started to get hot a little bit. He was, uh, doing some work down there in the paint. I mean, it just like towards the end, you just, you just felt really good. Like in the final two minutes, I would say, I mean, Penn state still made it interesting. Um, towards the end by missing a couple of those free throws and letting Illinois hang around a little bit longer than uh, maybe we would have liked with some of those, uh, some of those three pointers on the Illini side, but ultimately they, they got the job done, man. And uh, the whole mantra of this season that we've, that you and I have talked about over and over again, it's a uh, gritty, not pretty man. Like this was a gritty win. No, I, I cannot believe they got a win with uh, you know, all the things they had kind of going against them. Some of them were, you know, their fault because they're not doing basic fundamental things with basketball. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's why you saw infuriation through me because it's basic fundamental stuff. It's not like, Oh, like, you know, they made a tough shot or a tough play, you know, in those first, you know, 10, 15 minutes, uh, Penn state was lights out defensively. And then, um, you know, Illinois would just get a rebound and, you know, put it back in the basket. Like that was their offense in the the first 15 minutes of the game. They could not do, you know, anything. And, you know, I remember I I texted you. I said, they got to box the F out. Like that was just plain and simple. They gave up 13 second chance points in that, or uh, 12 second chance points. And they gave up a three off a bad turnover. Uh, Right. Jalen Pickett was running and Seth passing the ball and, Illinois wasn't even trying to steal the ball. It was just like, it was a gift that we gave them. So we pretty much gifted them 15 points. And then on that play, terrible play by the officials where we don't have anyone near the guy and the guy just slips and throws the ball up in the air out of bounds. And somehow, you know, they rolled out uh, Penn state touched the ball. And then <laughs> right. again, go on to score on that possession. That's 17 points. And if you're looking at this game at half and, you know, the score is what it actually should be. Um, you're looking at a 31 to 13 score at halftime. And if that's a score, you know, you can maybe get some guys, some rest at the end, end of the game, the last five, six minutes, you can, you know, rotate some guys through more, keep everyone fresh. Um, you know, and they, they just ended up putting themselves in a bad situation. And obviously the officiating didn't help that. There were a lot of times where, you know, it, it seemed like pick was fouled or, you know, some of the other guys were drawing some contact and not getting much. And then, uh, you know, I saw you know, Pickett and, you know, Mikey Hen textbook defense. Oh, that was where, ridiculous. Yeah. And that, in that possession, they were, you know, sliding their feet, you know, there's very minimal contact on the play. So, you know, it wasn't offensive or defensive and, you know, drawing the foul. And, you know, I, I don't understand why the officials weren't letting them play. And, you know, the officials messing up the out of bounds calls, which is you know pretty basic stuff. It wasn't like one of those crazy things where it bounces off of like three people's hands and you literally have to zoom in to see which way the ball spins. It was pretty basic, uh, straightforward stuff. Uh, so yeah, really, you know, 
poor performance from the from the officials and uh yeah they did better towards the end of the game so when you started to see things go Penn State's way uh you know Illinois went on, on that run and they were up 46 to 40 um you know thankfully Miles Dredd was lucky enough I guess <laughs> uh, if you want to call getting ha- to get headbutted in the face lucky because the <laughs> yeah you know, the Illinois player wasn't trying to be like a jerk or anything like he was just really amped up that he got an and one and he like closed his eyes and accidentally headbutted him in the face and yep you know, that is what it is that's a it's a technical foul and yep. you know Funk got those in and uh you know then we had some back and forth you know both teams started to get hot but you know at the end of the day when uh you know we needed to close out we we held them to you know, one field goal in a, you know, five or six minute stretch. And that's, you know, we've seen Penn State be that team a lot of times. And they're that team who isn't scoring at the end. But at the end, when it mattered most, uh, you know, Penn State was able to lock it down. I think a lot of that was due to, uh, you know, not only Jalen Pickett starting to heat up and get his offensive game going, because early in the game, you know, he's more of a facilitator. But that was part of that was because, you know, his first few shots that he took early were just short and, so he decided to get his other teammates involved. And at the end, he said, okay, it's pick time. Um, they put him in good positions to get one-on-one opportunities. So to help him avoid those double teams, I, I do like that ball movement they're doing. Um, you know, it's not just him dribbling the ball up the court. So I think that's made it easier for him to avoid those double teams. And then, uh, you know, I think Miles Dredd, uh, he, he was really the guy out there who turned this uh, team team around with his leadership. You know, you could hear him screaming rebound, you know, as the other guys shooting free throws because that's what they were not doing. And at the end of the game, uh, both teams ended up with 31 rebounds. So, you know, Penn State's ability to, you know, beat play tougher and more disciplined and box out their guys and rebound. That was the the biggest difference in the in this ball game was the you know, they they took over, did better on the glass and you know, they made shots when it mattered. And when pick got going, that enabled guys like Andrew Funk to get open and, you know, miles and, you know, Funk actually made my communion prediction come true. I predicted he would have five threes. And of course, in typical Andrew Funk fashion, fashion, he likes to one up me and make it six. And I said he would shoot at 50%. (laughs) He says, okay, I'm going to shoot at two thirds. So, (laughs) you know, uh, the funky monkey is going to be, uh, Soon he, his poster is going to run out because he has 97 yeah. Andrew Funk threes on the season and he only has two things. He doesn't have triple digits. So Andrew Funk could potentially break the funky monkey fans uh, board uh, this, this next game against Northwestern. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, one of my favorite things to do after Penn State or like the Eagles or whoever wins a game uh, like a really close, important game is to go on to the other team's social media uh like once they post the final score and like watch the reaction or in you know in most cases like the meltdown from the opposing fan base and on the final score post that illinois men's basketball put out um you know there there were there were a lot of like illinois fans that were pretty tame and they're just like oh man like that that's just embarrassing to like lose to the same team three times in a row and like stuff like that and then there's uh like with with sports nowadays you inevitably will get just a whole bunch of troll accounts uh posting stuff on the thread and there i I must have seen at least a dozen pictures of andrew funk in the reply and the caption just says you just got funked (laughs) yeah that was uh the the commentators were definitely making some uh corny puns you know with bruno mars and, and everything but uh 
yeah, it felt good to see him getting hot. And, you know, the, th- the thing that, you know, I really liked about his game tonight is he took the shots at the right time. He wasn't forcing anything. Um, he was setting his feet, making sure his feet were right. Um, it wasn't forced. And I, I feel like, uh, you know, Lundy uh, is kind of, you know, a bit of an, an example of that where he tends to force up the three a lot. And, um, you know, I think it's just uh, kind of in a fact that, you know, he wasn't viewed as a shooter early in the Big Ten season. You know, Funk was more of that guy and Miles Dredd. So um, people weren't closed out as hard on Seth. So, you know, eventually Seth become the, became the best three-point shooter in, in the Big Ten. And now teams are closing out hard. So what I think he needs to do instead of forcing up some of these threes is to do a pump fake and then, you know, take one or two dry, uh, dribbles, getting a mid-range jumper, or going to the basket for a layup because they're closing out so hard on him. And it's really, really tough to make pull up threes and step back threes. And the, you know, the percentages are going to drop so much as opposed to, you know, if he's it's a catch and shoot uh, situation or a pump fake and one dribble to the side, um, you know, so he he's making it harder on himself than he should. I think that's part of what's contributing to, to the slump a little bit. And he's a guy who he's a good enough athlete and ball handler that, he can slash and, and cut to the rim. So I, I'd like to see him do that a little more against Northwestern because, you know, we can't be forcing up threes um, in the way that you know, we did tonight. Uh, the, you know, they did get hot at the end and, and that helped. They got up t- kind of towards their average. Um, but, you know, this is a Penn State team. Uh, they need to be efficient against a really tough Northwestern squad who's uh, really good defensively. And, um, yeah, so... Uh, one guy I feel like we haven't mentioned that had a really good game was Cam Winter, seven oh, of nine yeah. in the field. Um, you know, winter is coming. It's still here. Uh, it's technically spring, March 21st. So, uh, you know, winter is still here. So, and so is Cam Winter, seven of nine. Great performance tonight. Um, only, uh, four of seven from the free throw line. That's really the only area you can kind of complain about, uh, as he, you know, had 18 points and, but it wasn't just him. It was, it was the whole team. And this is one of the the other points I did want to bring up and a reason why they were lucky to get out of there with the W uh, number one. It was like, they were like Santa Claus out there. They were giving out gifts, you know, that first half on, on the boards and the rebounds and the second ch- chance points, um, you know, Penn state committed more turnovers. So, you know, that's one uh, we cannot be, be giving Northwestern gifts. Uh, number two, Officials were not great to us tonight. Uh, not at all. That <laughs> yeah. was yeah, one, that's of the, one of the poorer performances I've seen from the officials this year. And, uh, you know, some of the other other times it's been like, oh, a handful of plays. But this was, a you know, a lot more than a handful. And you know, yeah, especially it was like with every out, other possession. Yeah, especially with like out of bounds plays and, you know, stuff that's just, uh, you know, officiating one on one. That shouldn't be, you know, super difficult. Um, I don't know if it's like the same you know, big 10 officials that, you know, maybe that's their third game they're refing and they're fatigued and they're not able to, you know, the reaction times aren't as good or something like that. But I imagine they, they have a, they rotate the officiating crews through that way. They aren't fatigued. Um, you know, you had people slipping all over the place and then, um, you know, free throws. If you are going to shoot uh 59% from the free throw line against Northwestern and they actually did, they shot 54, which is even worse. Um, they somehow pulled away that game in overtime. And I, I, I can tell you this, that 
I felt like when we played at Northwestern, that was one of the few games where I was like, I think the officials kind of helped us out in that one against Northwestern where we got the overtime win. So, um, you know, I think they need to be uh, more selective with their three pointers in that first, uh, you know, 10 minutes of the game. I thought they did a really great job with the backdoor cuts. You saw Lundy in there getting some layups, um, even though he misses a couple layups, he was getting offense rebounds and you saw him flexing as he was like powering through uh, the other team. So I want to see more of that. So I want them to see, be more selective with their three point shooting. And, you know, if they, if the other team is taking away the three, you know, make them pay, um, you know, create opportunities, get open in the paint. So I want them to be more efficient from three. Uh, number two, be better at the free throw line. You know, you've been shooting free throws since junior high ball. Um, my eighth grade basketball coach would not be happy with, you know, below 60%. So got to do better there. Um, got to get, got to be in that 80% range. To, you know, if you're going to be a competitive team that's looking to make it to a big 10 semifinal. So free throws, uh, definitely got to be better and taking care of the basketball. That's going to be key, you know, cause, uh, Northwestern forced a lot of turnovers against us. We were especially in the beginning of the game. So I, I think Penn state really needs to get off to a good start. Um, especially since they will be fatigued, uh, from this game in Northwestern, you know, they had a little, like a slightly better record. So they're the two seed. They get to rest. They earned that. So, you know, we need to get off to a hot start. We are not going to be able to come behind like we did, uh, last time. And then lastly, uh, gotta be better on the rebounds. Uh, what they had in that first half was unacceptable. If you do that against Northwestern, uh, they're going to make you pay. I'm sure that, uh, you know, I, I guess I say, I would say that I'm confident that they will up the percentage from the free throw line because I just feel like statistically it'd be really tough to maintain that low percentage per se. So I'm, I'm a bit confident there. I just think that, uh, you know, now I, I also think there's a, also a bit of a mental block that's been relieved from the team because they knew what the challenge was tonight, you know, not beyond like trying to beat the same team for the third time in a row. They knew that the narrative was that Penn state is sitting on the bubble with a group of many other teams. And in order to quote unquote, solidify their spot in the NCAA tournament, they had to win tonight. That's a lot of, that's a lot of pressure. You know, that that's a that's, those are some high stakes to place on this team. Um, even though Penn state has been hot and they've gone on a winning streak now, like that's, uh, you know, that that's tough to, um, kind of live up to. And now they have. So I think that you're going to see maybe a looser team against Northwestern tomorrow. I mean, I don't want to say that they're playing with house money, but it's like they've, they've achieved kind of what they wanted to achieve so far. So now everything is kind of gravy in a way. So, I mean, by all means go for the big 10 title. I mean, go nuts, but, uh, you know, now I think they'll be able to play a bit freer. So I think you'll see, uh, like I said, less tense free throw attempts and stuff like that. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a like a 25 point Jalen Pickett game tomorrow or something like that. I know you said that Northwestern is pretty stingy on defense, but, you know, I, I think uh, Jalen Pickett, as weird as it sounds, is kind of due for another one of these games. So that's just my thoughts going into it. But uh, I think we've uh, talked about this uh, pretty extensively, but you got anything from tonight's game or do you want to hand out some player awards? Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you one thought, then we'll hand out player awards, and then we'll do uh, we'll go on to Northwestern and do our predictions cool. for that. Uh, so my 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 kind of final thought going into this game is, uh, 
you know, if, if Penn State does knock in t- into the tournament, I'd say they have a 90% chance to get in at least. Um, I hear the commentators talking and they're like, oh, this, uh, this Illinois team, uh, you know, they're guaranteed to be in the tournament. They have their spot locked up with a, a 20 and 11 record. Right. A similar schedule. And you Penn State at 19 and 12 and they're like, oh, they're like, you know, the last team in and they're fighting for their lives. And it's just like one game making that big of a difference. And, uh, you know, and now since Penn State won, they're both 20 and 12. So uh, if you see Illinois in the the NCAA tournament and not Penn State, both those teams have the same record and Penn State beat them not one, not two, but three times. Um, I think that would be pretty messed up. And you know, even with, you know, the rest of the Big Ten, most of them, all those teams except Purdue have 10 losses. So, you know, this is a definitely you know, top to bottom, probably the most competitive conference in college basketball. Um, you can say that because the bo- the bottom seed, the worst seed, has won five out of five matchups for the first time in Big Ten tournament history. So, you know, I think that has to, you know, play a factor. Also, Penn State only got to play those bottom two seeds once. You know, they played Ohio State once on the road, Minnesota once on the road. They didn't get them at home, which you would think would be win. So, I hope that's something that the NCAA committee is looking at. And, you know, Penn State, I'm they in my opinion, they should be a slam dunk for an NCAA tournament team. Uh, but, you know, if we beat Northwestern, that's even less to worry about. So uh, <laughs> uh, how about we go to uh, player awards? Uh, since I got my little rant out there that, oh, Illinois is so great. And we're like fighting for our lives with, uh, you know, that record. Let's do it. So I went the last time. So uh, why don't you go first? Who is your player of the game tonight? You know, that's a that's a tough one for me. I think I'm going to go with with Andrew Funk. Uh, I hope you pick my other one You know that I was looking at. But Funk was just so good with his shot selection tonight. Uh, he knocked them down when it mattered the most. Um, he hit both of both of his free throws. He was the only player on the team not to miss a free throw. So I thought he had a great game tonight, had a steal on defense, zero turnovers on offense, you know, great performance tonight. So, uh, and he also led the team in minutes, 38 minutes uh, for the team. So big performance from him. Uh, how about, how about you? Who do you think deserves the bird brawler? So I'm giving it to Cam Winter for this game. Um, I just felt that he was, you know, one of the, one of the guys out there who was doing a really great job of creating offensive opportunities when Jalen Pickett wasn't being, you know, his typical dominant against Illinois self. Um, and that's not, you know, any true fault of his own. That's, uh, you know, more defense on Illinois part, um, stuff like that. But, Cam Winter just seemed to be like a guy who was uh, being really smart with the basketball, um, taking some good looks. Um, w- wish he would have, uh, you know, knocked down maybe one or two of those uh, more of those free throws towards the end. But, you know, he was a guy out there who was who was battling with all the rest of them. You know, when uh, th- those balls were getting tipped up, he was also uh, going for them hard and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I think that he 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 made the most of his minutes. You know, he, he played 30 minutes. Um, he was the second leading scorer on the team with 18 points and five rebounds. So he gets the bird brawler for this, uh, for this 79 to 76 Penn state win. Yeah. And that, that's how I would have picked two. uh, seven of nine, just the efficiency and the, the fact that he's not him and Jalen did a really nice job of not forcing threes. I mean, they were zero for one, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's, it's about your efficiency and the, the shots that you choose to take. And, you know, I thought they did a really good job, you know, hitting, 
you know, open mid-range jumpers. You also see the, saw them do both doing some acrobatic uh, layups around the rim. Oh, uh, yeah. Just finding creative ways to finish. Uh, you know, Cam Winter was compared to Michael Jordan. So anytime yeah. you're compared to Michael Jordan, that's always good. Um, you know, Lundy also had a really solid performance. Only a player on the team with a double-double. Um, you know, he was really aggressive and, you know, attacking the rebounds, especially off of uh, his missed shots. And, you know, he was really good tonight. He was uh, 8 of 16, only 1 of 4 from 3. So, you know, I do want to see him, you know, getting to the paint more and getting involved in the paint when the other team takes away the 3. Uh, like I said, if they if they overplay you, make them pay. Make them pay. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who can do both. And, you know, when he starts driving to the basket, then that's going to create shooting opportunities for him. And then he's going to be able to, you know, do what he was doing in January and knocking down open threes. So, you know, if he, if he's getting to the hoop, he'll make the other team pay and, and start knocking down threes after that. So, you know, that's something I want to see. So I guess I'll give the, uh, I'll give the Mahoney Mahler to Seth Lundy. I, I liked his aggressiveness and then, you know, Pickett did awesome tonight, 12, eight and eight, uh, almost a triple double. So not his best uh, scoring night, but, you know, he was our closer. Uh, When the game was on the line, five minutes, five, six minutes to go, uh, he was operating really efficiently in the paint. And, you know, I hope Coach Shrews draws up some of those plays for him earlier in the game, Uh, you know, just because he's able to out physical any of the other guard, other team's guards. So, yeah, really great performance on his part. Uh, Miles, you know, he played hard tonight uh, defensively. I think he really, he's a guy who, when the, the team's not on the same page, he's really communicating and getting everyone there. And, you know, you could just hear his un- intensity from, you know, the telecast. So, you know, really good performance on his part. Uh, Kanye Clary also gave us some nice, you know, offensive spark off the bench when Penn State was in that slump. Uh, he was three of seven from the field, had eight points tonight. So, some nice contribution uh, from the freshmen. So, you know, overall solid uh, team win. Uh, Jai and Hen both got in some foul trouble. Uh, you know, weren't really factors offensively. Um, you know, some of that, some of it was, hey, there was fouls. Uh, some of it was just, you know, officials, you know, making having poor judgment and not making the right calls. But you know, that's that's part of basketball. That's going to happen. Uh, you know, hopefully the officiating is better against Northwestern, but. It is what it is. You survive in advance. That's what uh, March is all about. So we are going to be playing Northwestern 6.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Andrew, what is your communion prediction for our matchup against Northwestern? So I mentioned a little bit ago about Jalen Pickett having a big game scoring-wise. I'm going to roll with the same communion prediction that I had for this game against Illinois. I said that he was going to have a triple-double. I was two rebounds and two assists short of that <laughs> prediction. So I'm just going to roll with it again. I'm going to say uh, Jalen Pickett triple double. I think he's going to uh, fill up the stat sheet. Like I said, I think this team is going to be playing a bit freer, um, a bit looser now that they've uh, kind of gotten the monkey off their back. That is, you know, winning that first game in the big, in the big 10 tournament, um, likely locking up their spot, especially with so many of these bubble teams, uh, losing today. I think that they've positioned themselves nicely. So I'm just looking for this team to go out and have fun. So that's my prediction for this, uh, next game tomorrow. Yeah. You kind of stole, stole that from me. I was going to say Jalen Pickett's going to have a 24 and eight <laughs> game. So I was going to say he was going to keep the eight rebounds and eight assist, but have 24 points, uh, doubling his offensive, uh, you know, production. 
But what I think right. I'll go with uh, to make it a little bit different from yours, uh, I think I'll go with Andrew Funk is going to break the Funky Monkeys uh, poster board. Uh, he's going to get to 103 pointers made on the season right now. He's at 97. So you will see Andrew Funk knock down at least three three pointers, finishing the regular season with 100 uh, three pointers made. Nice. I love it, man. So what do you got for a final score prediction? Uh, final score prediction. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a tough, grinded out defensive game. Uh, I think the fast start um, is really imperative for Penn State because um, they kind of, you know, got their jitters out today. And uh, Northwestern, they've probably just been sitting in their hotel room and watching these games on TV or maybe their campus, uh, who, you know, since they are so close. And it would be right. really impressive if because this was uh, pretty much like a road game for Penn State. You know, well, that so this, dude, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it. I was like, man, like it's really loud when something big happens for Illinois. And then I remembered i'm like oh yeah this is in chicago <laughs> so of course yeah of course it's an illinois uh crowd oh yeah like if, the, if this was in philly you would have penn state fans like everywhere if it was in, like philly or pittsburgh or right even new york you'd, you'd have tons of penn state fans so you know the, this is pretty much a home game so this this is like kind of like a, a second time it's not going to officially you know go down as that but this is the second time we've beaten illinois on the road and then we got the other team but that's even closer to Chicago. Right, you know, right. Yeah. Northwestern Wildcats. So we're going to, we have the opportunity to beat both, both of the land of Lincoln teams. So, you know, if they can get a win against Northwestern, uh, that'll be really impressive uh, for my final score. It's going to be a tough grinded out defensive game. Um, you know, Chase Adiz was the, I think he was the co-defensive player of the year. Uh, you know, did a really good job locking down, you know, Pickett and Lundy and, in their first matchup. However, you know, Lundy did the same thing that Adiz holding him to six points. So I think it's going to be a tough, low scoring, grinded out game. Final score, I'm going to say 66 to 64. And I'm going to take Penn State for the win. I think they're going to nice. find it. They're going to find a way to win again. They've, they're like outside of the Rutgers game, they've won six of seven. They've all been close games uh, and they've found ways to win. They're learning to do that. Um, they've finally done enough to change my mind. Uh, if they can clean up things like free throws, shot selection, uh, rebounding, and just or not even the rebound, just boxing out their guys, all five guys doing that, uh, you're going to see Penn State win this game. I'm also going to take Penn State. I think it's just, it's tough to pick against them right now, man. Like Penn State is hot. They've gone on a winning streak. They've grinded out some of these really close, tense games. So, I also think that this is going to be a pretty um, a, a low scoring affair, relatively speaking. I mean, I still think that Penn State is, like I said, going to play a bit a bit looser, um, not in the in the in the sense that they're just going to like chuck up threes like whenever they want or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I do think that we're looking at um, within the 60 to 70 scoring range uh, for both of these teams. I think I don't think that this is going to be like a two point victory. I'm I'm seeing like a five point victory. So I'll take Penn State 67. Northwestern 62. Yeah. And I, I know it's going to be close because Northwestern, they're going to want revenge. And, uh, you know, I think later in the game, fatigue could play an issue for Penn state. That's why I do think it is so important that they get off to a hot start, you know, cause Northwestern's in their first game, you know, they might get the butterflies a little bit. Uh, and you know, Penn state, they've, they got that out yesterday. You know, they're ready to ball today. They're going to be loose. Um, they've, they've done enough to, uh, you know, to make it into the NCAA tournament. 
So I feel like that's kind of a, a weight lifted off their shoulders. They feel good about heading into selection Sunday. And, you know, now you have the chance to do your dream. And when you're a college athlete, um, your number one, you know, dream is to win the conference tournament. Like when I was an athlete at Lockhaven, you know, we wanted to, you know, win, you know, PSACs and uh, regionals because those, those were, you know, against all of our conference teams in both of those meets. And then, you know, nationals or the NCAA tournament, that was kind of like the cherry on the cake to have fun. So unless you're like a blue blood, like, you know, like Kansas, you know, trying to win the national title, like, you know, it's, it's icing on the cake and you have fun and you see how far you can get. But, you know, having the oppor- this opportunity to, you know, win a Big Ten championship or work your way up and, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity that they should be really excited about and I hope they can pull off the win. Yeah, same here. So... Quick, fun, hypothetical question for you here. I saw um, that right now Penn State is predicted to be uh, around an 11 seed for the NCAA tournament. Uh, Where do you think they'd be seeded if they went all the way and won the Big Ten tournament? If they won the Big Ten tournament, I think they'd be up to maybe a seven seed. Only a seven? Yeah, I, I... I think that's around where Indiana is projected to be at right now. You know, that when they look at the seeding for the NCAA tournament, you don't get a higher seeding just because you win, you know, your conference championship. It, it certainly helps a bit. But, you know, I think they look at the the total overall resume. It, it could be higher. It could be something like a five or a six, potentially, you know, if they go all the way. So, yeah, I, I, I was I was going to guess a five. <laughs> I think the best they could do is a five, but I think like six or seven, I, that would be my guess. It's just, it's just so tough. You don't know how the, all these games are going to play out and, you know, would they, you know, pick us over like, you know, in Indiana and a Purdue and, and Indiana is like a, a seven seed. So, uh, yeah, they, they always take the uh, full season into account when it comes to, uh, seeding. Well, fun stuff, dude. Um, Do you have anything else or should we head out of here? Nope. Go state beat Northwestern again. Yep. Go lions. Yep. And that would be uh, pretty much two road wins against Northwestern because we got one in Evanston, one in Chicago. So if they could, if they could do that and make their way to a big 10 semifinal, that would be uh, really impressive. Yeah. We could do anything at that point. Well, thank you guys for listening today. If you'd like to support the pod, please tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review so that other Nittany Lion fans like you can find us. Interested in new episodes? You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or other streaming platforms to be notified. Thank you for listening, and we want to remind you that we are the Nittany Blues Podcast. See you next time.